Do you have any names to share? No. I've been thinking, I want this baby to have a normal life. Our child will be heir to the kingdom. Still, I went to public school, and I was riding the subway by myself when I was 10. We'll find a new definition of normal together. But no subway riding. Well, luckily for you, Aldovia doesn't have a subway. <laughs> Tonight, your majesties will sign the truce between Aldovia and Penglia. I'll be the first queen to sign it. The Penguins are quite traditional. We, the queens, could bring the treaty up to date. You wish to modernize our 600-year-old tradition? History isn't made by those who follow rules. May I also offer our service? I have seen the artifact. It's a bit tacky. It's a priceless work of art. It is my honor to preside over the sacred truce. Let the signing begin. Perhaps now it can be replaced with something more palatable. Who in this palace had the means, the opportunity, the motive? If the sacred truce is broken, there will be a curse on the firstborn child. If the treaty isn't signed by midnight Christmas Eve, it takes effect. The treaty is missing, and if we don't find it, our baby is cursed. You're gonna have to explain that one. It's a long story. Emphasis on story. I'll be on the first flight in. Oh, could you please bring me some bagels? Don't judge my cravings. It's going to be fun. I don't know if I'm ready to be a queen and a mom. The plane is standing by. We'll depart a first clearing. I know you don't believe in the curse, but right now, I need your help. We'll leave no stone unturned. No one does Christmas like the Aldovians. What is it? I can't even reach my own slippers. Allow me. Perfect fit. Well, hello, everybody. I'm just, just another day here at the royal castle where I'm sitting back on my throne. It's made of velvet. I spilled something, so I have to clean it off. It's a little bit rough. And Oh, oh, I hear uh, some knocking at the door, so... Hang on, I gotta un unravel this. Hey, hey, uh, servant, can you do the drawbridge? Yeah, make it a little faster. A little faster. Almost there. And, okay, who's out there? Who's out oh my god, it's Elizabeth Catherine Gray, the head huntress herself! Hello, Emily. Well, hi. It's so come good on to be in. The moat, the uh, the drawbridge is secure, so you won't fall oh, in the moat. Good. The alligators. Don't worry, I fed them yesterday, so they're good. Oh, they're pretty cold, though. I mean, you know, they're shivering. I mean, they're cold blooded, aren't they? Like, don't they just adjust? I should really learn yeah. more about this. <laughs> I had his, I had a royal zookeeper who was in charge of that stuff, but he kind of pissed me off. So he's been in the dungeon now for a while. I should probably check if he's still alive anyway what are you doing in my neck of the woods oh i i'm actually trying to figure out what um the geography of a 
Belgravia versus mm. Aldovia. And you know, I figured you would is, know everything about that. It is a question that has haunted mankind for at least 200 years. So you're lucky because I actually have a map of Belgravia, um, Aldovia, Penglavia, all of it just laid out here. Why don't you come in? Um, I, I don't I don't know if you've seen this movie, but I just finished watching Netflix's A Christmas Prince, The Royal Baby. It so happens I just finished watching it too. No way. Oh my goodness. Whoa. Are we going to bond? Are we now best friends? I think we are. Now, are you, oh. I have a very important question for you. Are you wearing earrings? And if so, how heavy are they? I, I'm not wearing earrings because I have a headset on. Shit, neither am I. So neither oh. one of us is the sassy sidekick. What are we going to do? Uh, well, I do have um, my laced hot chocolate with egg with spiked eggnog and coffee. Ooh, so there, and then I can hold the cup properly. <laughs> then you don't belong here in a stocking stuffer. No, I guess not. Actually, ah. as I said that, I just shook it and almost spilled it all over myself. So... <laughs> Welcome to the club, I guess. Yes. Um, I am so happy to have you here. This is our third go-around. No, this is... Wait, this is... Did I can't remember. I've been doing these for five years. Last this is year, our second This is together. our second. Last year was my first year of guest stars, and you were one of my first guest stars. And, of course, since Netflix made the third entry in their now trilogy of A Christmas Brands, I could not not have you here. Oh, especially since we totally nailed the name of the of the friggin' movie in the in the last episode. Yep, yep. We yeah. nailed it. We, I mean, we didn't nail you not know, the plot we're, necessarily. We're not going to say we're smarter than Netflix, but I mean, they did like <laughs> learn from us, so that's something. I, I think so, man. Oh my so, God. <laughs> a Christmas Prince three, or just a Christmas Prince colon the Royal Baby. Well, uh, it premiered on Netflix December 5th. This is the third entry. And I think what's interesting is this obviously, you know, started as pure Cozy Cardigan Christmas canon. Uh, you know, which the royal stories are a big, big part of that. And the first one was very typical. The second one kind of, you know, was still pretty typical of it. But now the third one kind of changes things a bit because it's about a baby or an incoming baby or a peace treaty between two fictional countries. Or a murder, oh, uh, a murder mystery, There's and a, mystery, a stolen a artifact theft. mystery, an Agatha Christie knockoff. Yeah, yeah. Ghost There's... stories and curses. What's up with this movie? There's a lot going on. <laughs> um, no, and you always watch this with your daughter. Is that right? Yes, the ten, she's ten now. The evil genius always watches the Christmas movies. With right, me. She's been now. It, it's funny. Because I, I've been thinking a lot about these movies lately, obviously, since I've been doing nothing but talking about them. But I've started thinking about, like, how different they've made the world or not. And, you know, you are raising a daughter who is n kind of not going to know a world without the Cozy Cardigan Christmas. Well, you know, it's a new world out there. I mean, she also, eh, she'll probably forget. She'll just get on her phone and it'll be fine. I don't know. Like, I think about it. When, like, we were growing up, I feel like everything cool was set in the city, right? And that's where you wanted to be. But all of these movies are set in charming, quaint small towns or fictional European countries. And are we going to have this, like, mass exodus of, like, you know, the next generation, which I guess is not, I don't know what, what we're calling 
your daughter's generation. They're Z. Generation okay. Z. Oh, That's because you're are. the last generation. Uh, yeah. So is Generation Z all going to move to small towns because it seems like a better lifestyle? I actually think that she honestly is going to move to a foreign country because she's happier there. Yeah, and there's always the chance that you are going to catch the eye of a blandly handsome prince and, uh, you know, help change a country and a continent, uh, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and, and change their economy, mm-hmm. even though we still yep. have no idea what it actually is. That's, yeah, we still haven't gotten to that. So <laughs> why don't we um, dive into the plot of A Christmas <laughs> Prince, The Royal Baby? Would you like to kind of sum up what we've got? All right, let me try to unpack this. Yes, and okay. spoil away. Everybody knows we spoil. It's on Netflix. They can watch it. Oh, we absolutely have to spoil this. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all. The entire cast from the previous movie returns. Yes. Let's put that out. Every the entire cast is there. We'll talk in the detail about that later. But so basically Princess Amber, or now Queen, queen Amber, Amber, she's in her first year of being queen. And in that time, she has equally reigned with her husband, uh, King Oh my gosh, Richard. I just blanked his name. He's so, Rick, because he's so boring. He's the boringest yes. thing in this movie. Oh, he always is the most boring thing in the movies. But uh, so King Richard and her are totally running the country pretty well, like economic reforms. Mm-hmm. And, and they show and we get our a mon- our first actual montage of Finally. all of these Finally. All the movies of her opening various things, attending state mm-hmm. dinners, Cutting reading ribbons. history of of Aldovia. Mm-hmm. And then they reveal the belly bump at the end yes. of the uh, montage and so she's pregnant and there's on and she's due in january but on christmas because everything everything <laughs> happens on christmas in this world uh there's a group uh, a, a a couple a king and queen from pangalia okay pangalia is an asian descent country and mm-hmm. we have queen thai no king thai and queen ming and they come to do a treaty that the two of them, and boy, we have to talk about this, but <laughs> the, the, the tr- there's a treaty between the two of them that have been around for 600 years. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful work of art. It is absolutely neat. And then they're going to sign it on Christmas. It's, you know, some people think it's tacky. I think it's cool. Uh, they're they're debating if the queen should also sign this mm-hmm. year since things are moving forward. But we, you know, it, that's almost incidental to the plot. Of course, they're going to. Yeah, you think that's going to be a big thing, but it's really not. No, it's not. So it disappears. Of course, it's stolen. But there's a big blizzard, so they know it's still somewhere in the mm-hmm. palace. And so they all go looking for it. And the nine month pregnant. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, Amber is sneaking around looking for it. Everyone's looking for it. No one can find it. And then it's they very find important. out. Don't that... forget, it's very important they find it because if the treaty is not signed, apparently the firstborn child of the country whose fault it is that it wasn't signed is going to be cursed. It, not only cursed, but the, actually the two countries will go back to war as well. Yes. So, they, so first they find out they're going to go back to war, technically. And yeah. then they find out that there's a spell on the treaty that causes the firstborn to be all messed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some, you know, family history intrigue involved with it. And, the, you know, in the end, they do find it. 
um, do we want to say? Do you want to talk about the evil guy and tell? We want to say. Yeah, it for the it's. Fun. I mean, if somebody's listening to this, I presume they've watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there also aren't enough suspects, so you're probably going to figure it out fairly quickly. Uh, also, we have to remind people, of course, because of the blizzard, that Amber goes into labor early Obviously. because, of course, she has to. Yes. And she's still trying to look for the treaty while well, she's and Remember, she's a journalist, so she has all of those latent journalism skills that you don't lose just when you're going. Yeah, and, and they do a whole Agatha Christie reveal in her bedroom mm-hmm. while she's in labor. Well, she is of... in labor on the treaty, no less. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The treaty's on Once the they bed. Find it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really funny part of it the treaty is found by allison krieg and emily the two best characters on the show yep. on in the movie so mm-hmm. yay for that uh and um we find out that one of the regular servants mr little who was a very nice guy in the first yeah. mo- in the second film and and they kind of roll reverse between her him and and the woman oh, um mrs she, something something yeah she was always the villain now she's like she was actually the good guy in this and then he reveals that yeah he was part of that family murder mystery back in the day 600 years ago and he had a blood oath to bring the countries back into war like you know for revenge but i would never harm your baby okay so you want to send two countries back in the war but you would never harm their baby (laughs) okay like priorities sir <laughs> you know so mrs avril actually ends up being kind of the hero in some ways in this movie mm-hmm. which is kind of funny and last time she was horrid like i wanted to fire right, right. her she was villainous she was, so she was our so villainous there's, woman. there's some role reversal there and um of course the baby is born uh like right at christmas day and as she has the baby she tells king richard happy anniversary because it's their anniversary yeah, now, so now christmas day becomes your anniversary and your kid's birthday and christmas how much does that suck to be any one of the three people celebrating those things oh and we didn't even go into like like they had to search the dungeon to find yep. the treaty on top of everything else, and Emily and Allison Craig get locked in the in the uh, dungeon <laughs> which... while that's going down, which is hysterical on a lot of levels. And I have to tell you something about that soon too. Oh my god, there's so much to going there's on in this film. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have all these B plots. You have um, you have the the, the Sim- what's his name? Simon, the, the evil, the evil cousin from the first film. But he was, wasn't evil in the second. He one wasn't evil. All. He was sort of like suspicious in the second one, and in this one, he's very suspicious. But it turns out he is not evil at all. Yeah, and um, he, he's maybe having an affair on one of the sassy sidekicks. He may not mm-hmm. be, but he is definitely hiding something. Yes. But, and uh, and so he'll, and is dating the other sassy sidekick. Yes. The, you know, and they come out, and so he'll throw the huge baby shower for, for Queen Amber, uh, and surprisingly tastefully, uh, you know, uh, you know, for him. And, uh, you know, so there's all these like little side plots. Emily even has a side plot that's, you know, she's got a boyfriend now, you know. I don't and, even know and, if she gets a plot, though. Like, she I does get, like, some plot. kind of, yeah, you're right. Like, because it was the guy from the last film, and she's still with him, and, like, he's always there with her. She doesn't really get, I think that's one of my disappointments, because I really love her. I think that actress is great, and I think that character is really fun, and I think she, 
that she interacts really well with other actors, which I think is not always common for somebody of her age. I, I wish they gave her and Alison Craig more to do in oh, this God, one. Yes, I, yes. The one thing we didn't get right on the last episode is I was predicting a side love story for Alison Craig's character. She needs actually, everything. She's a goddess. Yeah. She, I thought it was going to be with Mr. Little, to be honest with you, who I, yeah. ends up becoming the villain. But – you know, we don't get that at all. That's the one thing we didn't get. But right. I am glad that they didn't pair her up with Rudy, who I hate with every fiber of my being. I want to say something about this before we go into the ten tropes. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this movie more than the last one, and I think it's because they reined in a lot of the side characters. Rudy, That's a very good point. The hill, yeah, they all were pulled back a notch. Um, they and they fixed a lot of the problems I had getting through the first movie. Even King Richard is who was horrid in the last one. Yeah, like absolutely. Like, why are you marrying this ass much? Right, right. Uh, you know, right. Uh, and really, because if I recall, I think both of us felt like in the second one she was really. It was one of those things where like she was marrying the family, not necessarily the king. Yeah, because she clearly exactly. loved Alice Krieg. She loved Emily, um, and she was like, yeah, I guess I had in order to like be with you guys i have to marry this guy and in this one like he he's still the most boring thing in the movies but he was better than he's been in the other two and that might have also been that he got to interact a little more with other people well and he was loving in this one Mm -hmm. and supportive you know it wasn't like you know let me fix this it was like how can i help you and that's exactly what you want in a bland love interest Yep. In these movies. Yeah, he's just there to let the woman. Sh- he's like the perfect figure skating partner. The you know, in in an ideal pair or ice dance team, you don't notice the man because the man's job is in part to kind of present. Even though they're both doing all the work, like he's supposed to be there to make the woman look kind of good, and that's kind of what the bland love interest should do. Yeah, so, and, but usually he's dressed better. But I have to say, I thought Emily finally, I mean, not, I'm sorry, Emily, Amber, Princess Aunt, Queen Amber finally learned how to dress. Because... Oh my God. Everybody in this movie was dressed spectacularly. It, it, the fashion on this one, I think, was better than Royal Wedding. I mean, oh, I'm serious. It was so relieving. And, yeah. And, I mean, uh, the those maternity clothes were worth the watch well, on it was, itself. I wonder how much of it was very like, okay, let's model you. Like, past films, we kind of modeled you on Kate Middleton. Like, now let's kind of look at uh, Meghan Markle. Like, let's kind of go that route. And this, like, everybody looked great. She looked great. Like, yeah, she's wearing cute, like, very, you know, young queen outfits. Um, even, like, Richard didn't look so stiff. Uh, the Penglavian, I could not remember the country's name, so I'm just going to keep saying Penglia. The Penglian, the penguins were also (laughs) really well, they were both really hot too, I'm going to say. Like, I thought both of those actors, like, looked really good and looked really good together. And her outfits were stunning. She looked beautiful in them. Queen Um, Ming's introduction was brilliant. I actually thought it, I felt immediately she was a queen. I had no doubt. It, yeah, that actress just, it reminded me kind of like, not not to say this because it's also like an Asian country, an Asian movie, but Crazy Rich Asians, when you first see Michelle Yao and she's just, she's not over the top, she's just perfectly coiffed. It's how I felt about this actress, where she just looked like a queen and she, the actress owned it and the styling was spectacular. Like, also part of this is that the last couple of movies I've watched, like, haven't been as Netflixy or Hallmarky, so they've been kind of like ugly. And with this, like everybody looks great, and that was really pretty to watch. And I also shout out that even though we've seen the movie, the the castle three times, I think the castle. <laughs> 
looked amazing in this one. Yes. Like the, the, the exterior shots where they did those beautiful stills with the time lapse. With uh, the lights moon, on it. Moon rises mm-hmm. and stuff. Just beautiful. I mean, they really, I will say the cinematography was up a notch on this yeah, one. Yeah, I really hope Netflix has done, now Netflix made, I think they had five original Christmas movies this year. And I hope they keep it to that number. I don't want them doing Lifetime made 30. I, uh, Hallmark made 40. I want Netflix to just like kind of say to itself, we're going to make five and we're going to make them for a little more money than, you know, somebody like Hallmark does. Because I think they put money in it in different ways and night before Christmas, which I didn't particularly like, but similar thing where the like costuming was good. It looked pretty. And I think like that's a good place for them to fit and I know they're not thinking that way they're thinking as far as just okay we're getting every audience so we're gonna get the people that would watch Hallmark but I like to think of it out of context of them in context with the other networks where you have Lifetime where you have Up where you have Hallmark where you have Own I feel like Netflix occupies this very particular sort of chicer looking younger slightly more liberal but really not like you know, it's a big part of this movie is women's rights and women's equality, which is great. And you have gay characters, which is great, but you don't actually acknowledge that they're gay, which is not great. Like, and I'm not saying they have to push it so hard, but I I like for Netflix to kind of understand what it's good at. And that's what it's good at. It's good at making good looking films that are a little bit geared towards a younger, cooler, more modern audience. It, it, they're entertaining enough. Now, if they would put a little bit more money into the screenplays, we could <laughs> have something. Because, I mean, even though I've enjoyed this one more, boy, were the tropes there. Like, the yep. the typical tropes, especially the baby gags. Oh, my God. The script was like, you know, you're going to remember these sleepless nights. So, you know, and it's like, no, you're not going to remember these sleepless nights as, as the best time of, of the pregnancy. No, you're not. <laughs> you know, that's sure. not how it works. I've well, had a kid. I, I, I have works. a very important question for you as somebody who has had a kid. Um, uh-huh. When you were pregnant, did you just constantly hold, keep your hands on your belly? Yes, you do. Okay. That part's true. You okay. always now she was holding it all the time, like freaked out, but like, as if it was you... gonna fall if she didn't have her hands there. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, no, I oh, there's a lot of pictures of me, but I didn't hold it like she did. It was always okay. kind of resting slightly on top. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, but so, I know what you, she was holding oh, that the entire time. I was, in, like she was worried it was gonna fall out. Well, and I always wonder. I remember, like on Walking Dead, they would do that when Lori was pregnant. Like she would, like there are scenes where she's running and she's like literally like holding it as if it's like shaking around. And I just always figured, oh, that's probably because like the the prosthetic isn't that secure, so they have to tell the actress, no, seriously, you have to hold it in place. Well, no, running is a problem when you're that far along. Okay, that you do sense. have to kind of hold your jiggle in. I mean, I, I have to do that with my boobs sometimes, so I get it. Well, you know, yeah. It, 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 and your boobs are larger, too. Yeah, Remember yeah that. probably. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. So why don't, since now we're, we're talking about the tropes, why don't we dive into them? So number yes. one, our lead in need of a lesson. Now, this is where it gets a little tricky. Uh, there's not really a lesson to be learned right. other than to, you know, how to bond with a more regal queen than you. Mm-hmm. That's like, I feel like she figures that out pretty quickly. Because yeah. at first you think that's what the movie's going to be about. You think it's going to be, oh, she's trying too, too hard, too fast 
to sort of like gender neutralize this whole thing. And this is a more conservative queen who's not going to be into it. And oh, like the very first, you know, when she meets her, like she hugs her or she touches her and the queen and the other queen's like, whoa. And you're like, oh, this is going to be that conflict. But very quickly that goes away. And they're like, you're cool. I'm cool. Hey. Yeah. Let's she was a hair. really nice lady. Queen Ming, was like, awesome. they set her up to be the villain, yep. and she's totally, like, the sweet lady. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I rooted for her the whole Me movie. Me too. I was into her. Um, I think the one thing I will say that uh, Amber could learn is maybe better writing and less cliches. <laughs> Because it opens with her, like, writing her blog post about being a queen. And just everything in that statement was like, now that Christmas is just around the corner and I've had a year of being queen under my belt. And it just felt very like, you're a journalist. Is that how you write? Uh, you know, super fluff pieces. Yeah, I mean, I see, they even make jokes of her writing fluff pieces true. at one very point. True. You're right. Yeah. Um, all right. So just moving on, because I guess, I mean, she doesn't really have to learn. But number two, our setting. And here we get... Sort of our charming small country, if you will. Yeah, our winter wonderland, because it, it is truly a is a winter wonderland. Which, by the way, a lot of that was artificial, because they shot it in the summer. Well, what, I mean, I am shocked to hear that, because when Amber, pregnant Amber, is sitting outside in her heavy pajamas, and Richard walks outside in his sweater, which is rolled up to his elbows, and he says, It's so cold out here. Never in my mind did I think it wasn't winter. Yeah, well, they did a really good job at masking it. I think that's where the Netflix dough comes in. Mm, but true. Yeah, I mean, but it definitely is a winter wonderland to the point we have Christmas markets this yep. time. Oh, yes. And uh, no orphans this time. No, uh, yeah. You know, but we have Christmas and we have ice skating, which we'll talk about later. Yes, you know, so we have all the winter stuff is definitely there. And the cat, once again, the castle never looked better. Yes. Um, while we're on the topic of the setting, um, do you want to – now, you did some work. I My mind is blown for a very specific reason, okay. which is we see a map of Aldovia, Peng, Penglavia, Pengale. and Penglia. whatever it is. <laughs> and on that map, north of the two of them, is a little country called Belgravia. Which, did, by the way, was not – like, uh, Aldovia wasn't real when Belgravia was in the Princess Switch, right? Well, here's the thing. Right. So in The Princess Switch, there's no reference to Aldovia. However, in The Night Before Christmas, there is a reference to Aldovia, which means The Night Before Christmas exists in the same cinematic universe as Christmas Prince, which is insane because both of those exist in a world where Belgravia is a country, which means how many fucking Vanessa Hudgenses are there in this world? Well, I do want to correct you because they do reference the Christmas Prince in Princess Switch, but it's referenced as them watching it <gasps> on Netflix. Watching the movie. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah. Oh God, you're right about so that. So it wasn't existed. It, it didn't exist as a place. But now but the, they've in, merged the world Jesus together, Christ. and there's Vanessa Hudgens clones all over Europe. Is it uh, – I mean, it, yeah, because you have two of them in The Princess Witch. Apparently they're making a Princess Witch 2, which comes out next year, which is going to have a third Vanessa Hudgens. And then The Night Before Christmas has a Vanessa Hudgens. So what? In the, in the world where these movies take place, there are just a lot of – like Vanessa Hudgens – is the gene pool dominatrix like she's everywhere it's very weird what 
but that what but where the geography of where Bigravia is explains why why she is queen up there too cuz that would be like turkeyish Mm, right. Okay, so you look. You tried to figure to geographically place it. So tell me about. Yeah, that. My, my husband is into geography, okay. and and so we both were looking at the map together, and clearly you can see, uh, you can see the British Isles and Italy, and then they have to across the water from Italy, you see Aldovia, which is huge. So that would place it kind of low turkey or uh low turkey to the west and east in and southern slavic western slavic bosnia herzegovina okay that makes sense okay countries that nobody ever remembers exactly where they are or who's in control but here's what's weird about that is that at one point during this map scene uh, Amber, who's been reading all the history of, mm-hmm. of Aldovia, says that was the dispute over Silk Road trade routes. Yes. So that means that Aldovia is along the Silk Road somewhere and doesn't quite touch Penglia, which would be on the edge of southern Russia, you know, in that mm. part of Asia. Now, Russia, there are Asian Russians. They exist. Tuva sure. is a real place. Um, you know, so maybe mm-hmm. it could that could have been part of Russia, but it's an Asian country. Clearly, Penglia is a Christian nation, right. even if it's of Asian descent. So, OK, so we'll give them that. The Black Sea seems to be the the waterway because they're not adjacent. There's a country in the middle and Belgravia to the north. And there's the Black Sea blo- uh, that is the waterway that uh, Aldovia and Penglia are set against. Okay. So, so that's where the trade route comes in. So that's what I, so, so it's basically it, they're Southern Slavic. Mm. That's what I guess in, in nationality, maybe a touch of Hungarians to the North as well. It would make sense because they're a very diverse nation. And like those countries, especially like the, you know, they, they are like kind of like America, they they there was an ethnicity that yeah. dominated for a long time. But honestly, but because of trade, of a bunch of yeah, if they're in between a lot of things, you get a lot of people over the years from different countries, so it makes it kind of a melting pot. Which, sure. Which sends me on another tangent because okay, that area was completely controlled by the Russians, right? Mm. Uh, the Soviet bloc must have owned Penglia and probably Aldovia too. How do those monarchs survive through the Soviet Union? That's that's a question. Yeah. That maybe they'll do a prequel one day because they're going to run out, you know? right? We had we had courtship, we had wedding, we had baby. What's next? I don't know. War. We haven't had a war yet. We haven't had a war. We almost yeah. had a war. Maybe we we'll, had a war. So it could be it could be a war, it could be I don't know. There's not. I mean, there's not much that we still think is interesting after that. So, I don't know. So we can go. Perhaps the next one could be a prequel. And what they'll do is they'll do that thing that all movies do, where um, it just so happens that your ancestors looked exactly like you, so they can just cast the same people. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Work. I uh, there was rumor that they were going to do a prequel with the Allison Creek mm. character. At one point, I read that rumor, okay. and I'm wondering if that might actually happen. Yeah, we'll I'm get sure. we'll get our Queen Helena love story. Why? It just won't yeah, be Allison Creek. Just won't be with her. Oh, she yeah. oh, she looks so good that you can just give her like like let her hair wear down hair wear her hair down, and I believe she's like thirty. 
I wish digital I makeup, dude. If they can do it for De Niro, they can do it for Alan That's Craig. true. That's true. Netflix has that technology now. Mm-hmm. All right. We should keep they, going. They number, her. Why not? Number three, our bland love interest. We pretty much talked about him. Uh, Richard. Richard. But, but, but Simon also counts this time around because right. he's kind of bland. Um, we have Emily's boyfriend. He's definitely bland. Yeah, well, he uh, uh, you know, so there's <laughs> bland love interest yeah. to go around. I do. I really like Simon. I, I find the actor fun. I think the actor has good chemistry with others, although I will get to something else there shortly. Uh, oh but yeah, God. so Richard continues to be blah, but um, I like, like his scenes with the other king were at least like had something different when he's building. Oh boy, the... was that predictable. I mean, didn't I know. you know it was compl- the crib was going to completely fall apart after they fixed it? I've seen a movie it once had- or twice. So yes, I did. It had to. Yes. It had to. Yes. <laughs> and of course, they both are standing there with their ties in the exact same position. But yeah, like it yeah. was nice to see him do something else other than like stand and me forget about him. So it's no. like a reverse special, uh, reverse special test, right? True. Very, yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, mine kind of blown there. Uh, number four is the montage, and for we we get we got two of them. Well, we got the opening montage, which was a real montage this yeah, time. It was being a queen and then, montage. And then the opening presence of the baby, baby shower. shower. Montage. Yep. Oh, my God. That was cool. <laughs> it, it was just so exciting because this movie has these movies have been very deliberately coy about montages. So it was nice for them. And I wonder how much of that was like, I like to think that it was people like me complaining on Twitter about it, that they finally again, said, they okay. They corrected a lot of the things I had I didn't like about last movie. They yes. corrected with this one, and that was one of them. We got I, montages. I agree. Um, number five is Dead Parents. No new Dead Parents. Right, true, true. That would have been kind uh, of dark if there were. I mean, well, I mean, you have Queen Ming and Queen Tai, but they don't talk about their parents. They do Except not. for uh, in, like, mil- political uh, yes, orientations. Yes, That's true. it. Um, no new uh they talk about amber's mom a lot a lot i wish lot. mom were here yeah oh my god that whole stay on the stairs that that whole like little like thing about your mom and you know you'll remember these days is the best and everything <laughs> i just wanted to like i was like allison i love you but whoever wrote you this should be pushed down the stairs or something <laughs> You know, yep. I, I, that whole scene was, ins- as a mom, that whole scene was insulting to me. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, we also do get more reference to Richard's dead dad, right? Because they keep bringing him up in different ways. So Yeah, but, you know, but once again, it wasn't. It, I think the real one was Amber's mom was, once again, dominating. Yeah, really, really in here, too. A lot. Yeah. I mean, this is a movie about having babies and motherhood. So true. they all validate it. Yeah, and, and that's true. And in fairness to the movie... It it leans on that in kind of a like in a fair way because you have two mo- you actually have three mothers in this movie right who all kind of talk a lot about that and bond over it and the queen queen May of P- Pengalicia is <laughs> a very cool about being a mom and kind of giving advice about being a mom so yeah yeah oh she's kind of a badass she's actually awesome. I loved her yes yeah. I mean she's like ready to to deliver the baby like that's awesome. She cancels her flight. Yeah, she's Let's like, oh, yeah, you don't have a doctor? Okay, I'll do this. 
And like, and then she's like, yeah, I'll end. And this is actually something that bothered me. She's like, yeah, I also, you know, yeah, I've, I, I volunteered a lot at maternity centers and I, I was the one that instituted like, so that all mothers in my country get help, get like healthcare. And, and I will say that Amber, who's been very like classy queen for most of the movie does have a really bitchy retort to that, which is like, oh, I read about that. I want to do that here, but more modern. <laughs> Wait, with updates. She says with updates. With updates, yeah. It's with like updates. Um, um, you could have yeah. just said you want to do that here. Well, she was. Ha- to be fair, she was having a surge at that very moment. Yes, a surge. Is that what like they call contractions now? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> and 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 her, that doctor, I would have ran from that doctor. <laughs> <laughs> she was. I. I meditation does help with pregnancy sure don't think it doesn't it absolutely does but what she was doing was just like this total bullshit women empowerment thing that isn't even real <laughs> midwives know it hurts i get it <laughs> uh now number six is a big one and that is our sassy sidekick oh and there are sassy sidekicks to go Hot. around everywhere here um i don't who do you want to start with let's start with lynn we haven't talked about her yet lynn oh so lynn is the assistant sort of like the head i don't know what her title would be like she's sort of like the head assistant attache the attache that's right that's right um and she's like you know you gotta feel for that actress because she gets the script and she's like okay so i'm the bad guy no i'm not the bad guy you just want me to pretend to sort of almost be the bad guy the entire film but i'm not at all right okay she's red herring that's what she is she is the red herring yeah yeah um but i mean i like that you know you put a female in that role i don't like that you put a female in that role, so then there's kind of a, uh, oh, naturally, she must be having an affair kind of thing. Yeah, but, you know, to be fair, they had, they were shooting Simon and her, like, really flirty. Like, oh, God, you know, yeah. they were deliberately making, leading us on with camera work. Like, I'm, you know, I have friends who are men, and I don't, it would be weird if when talking and then walking away, they put their hands on the small of my back and yes. gently like That's... pushed me forward. Not not how you generally deal with. I mean, I wouldn't do that to my female friends. No, it, it, they, they were doing things that indicated flirting and, yeah. and, and body language wise. And, you know, and it was completely a red herring. Once again, script writing gotta work on that guys mm-hmm. i mean it, it, it you, they could have been done it i it just seemed too obviously yeah. fake when i was like oh he's hiding a ring yeah he was hiding a ring of course he was <laughs> how dumb yeah, am i was, because after course. he when um when amber is having her surges and he's like i have something for you and she's like not now simon he's like no 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 here and he's like he has like two like stress balls he's like here squeeze these and it'll make you feel better i was i assume like oh that's what he was hiding <laughs> He was hiding his stress balls. But no, oh, no. I, I knew absolutely. I was like, of course Lynn helped him pick out yes. a ring. I knew that whole thing was going to be a red herring because Simon isn't the villain. He's been established yeah. as one of the good guys, yep. and they weren't going to revert on that. No, I figured he was good, but I just didn't even think of the ring. Because here's the thing. Him and Melissa weren't like, I don't know, they didn't seem that great together. But I'm going to say something. Look, I, I, I Melissa's looked really cute. Had cute outfits, had great earrings, but didn't love her as an actress in this movie. You know, their chemistry in the last film was better because at the end they hook up and they kind of looked hot together. I was rooting them on. But yeah, they 
they felt really restrained this time yeah. and, and they didn't feel like they really were a couple. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so much of the movie was, again, just the whole, like, we're putting somebody in between the two of you. So as a result, every scene that the two of them are in, there's somebody else who is drawing his attention. And he had much more chemistry with Lynn. He did. Lynn and him look were, were awesome together. Yeah. And, and I honestly think that whole plot line could have been dropped because I thought it took away from Alison Craig and Emily, who Agreed. we wanted more time with. Yeah. Um, and it is kind of a shame that, it, like, Emily got very little to do. Um, and she kind of, like, ends up being sort of dumb in the movie as a result. Because they kind of make her, like, really, like, afraid of this superstition. And then she believes everything everybody tells her. And she's got to be, like, what, like, 13 in this movie now? 14? No, she's 16. Oh, gosh. And with the actress she or was... the character? The actress is 16. Okay, I figured that. But the, I think so the character is supposed to be 15, younger. 14 or 15 yeah. now. Because she was, she was, like, 12 or 13 in the last I movie. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, she's, she's actually 16 now. I would believe that, like... I, again, I want her to have a career. I feel like she's got a really bright future. I just, I think the movie kind of missed out on on using her more. Uh, well, and they parted her. Her and Simon were one of the best things about the previous movie. Exactly. And we wanted more time with them together because they were hysterical when, together. Yes, and even when they had scenes together in this movie, it was still the highlight. Like just the two of them have a really good comedic chemistry where like they're still kind of like no i don't don't really like you but you're but we love each other now but i don't like you and don't trust you and their interactions still really funny yeah so you know oh well uh Um, you know we do have go ahead oh no no one other set of sassy sidekicks oh yeah sahil let's talk about sahil so we get Um, sahil's back and much more um restrained yes that's it uh, it's re- absolutely it was a restrained performance compared to the last one the last yeah. one was almost insultingly bad it was um yeah. adam and adam and him are dating and adam or Andy? they're both which extra sass right and uh you know <laughs> yes oh but, they're totally because like they're in business together so they and and they used to plan weddings but now they plan other events such as baby showers they are supposed to be frank and um his assistant from uh, Father of the Bride, right, at this point? Yeah, I would say so. And, you know, I, I actually it was funny because when Miss, when Am- Queen Amber sees the hill walks in and her face drops, she just goes, Sahil, mm. I felt exactly like I that, know. too. I did the exact same thing. Oh, my yeah. God, Sahil. And then I was relieved, relieved yes. that they used him in small doses and they were actually completely acceptable doses this time around. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. And then number seven is the evil woman or boss character. And it's, it's a weird thing because we, th- we think we have a couple of villains who turn out not to be villains, which is true of these movies a lot. Um, but then our, our villain is, is such a letdown. And, and out of the blue letdown, yeah. like, 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 first of all, his scene with Emily when they were d- doing the Christmas tree game was actually kind of sweet. And that's what I thought they were going to go. Oh, he's in love with his her mom, clearly, right? Yeah. And then they didn't go there at all. And then he's revealed to be the villain. But we did not see that family tree until that moment. Yeah. Every time that Amber is reading that book, the, the cover is facing the camera. So it was like completely out of the blue it was him there was no clues that he was the one that stole the treaty in the first place at all other than the fact that there's only a handful of characters it's got to be one of these people 
And it's a waste of a good actor. I mean, yeah. he is a very, very good character actor. He does yep. a lot of English work. And to see him treated kind of disrespectfully kind of annoyed me a little bit. I agree. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, number eight is our slapstick. We have slapstick and reverse slapstick. Yeah. Uh, explain what you mean by that. Well, Queen Amber has fired two bows in the score of the movie, the two previous movies, yep. and both times she's broken something mm-hmm. bad, right? And she's clumsy. She broke a Ming vase yep. in the first one. Uh, this time, she actually gets in a they they challenge her and Ming challenges her to a archery fight of all things. Like okay, but it turns out German markets do have archery. I found out Christmas oh, markets. That's actually a normal thing that you see sometimes. Wow. So I w- did, who knew, right? Yeah, I, I uh, didn't know. That. I learned something today. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, so they, and so, uh, well, Amber, who is completely terrible with the bow and they're telling her that she's a champion bow shooter. <laughs> and she's like, what? And, you know, and she's nine months pregnant and she's got a bow, which, okay. I was, when I was eight and a half months pregnant, I did a lot of climbing on yachts, like, Okay. You know, and not yachts like I'm going to them. These were ones for sale. You're fancy. No, no, no. I live in Annapolis. Climbing on yachts is not. It's just something you do. Uh, You know. So I'm, I, I get I get being active and and being exercised towards your end of your pregnancy. Sure. But she actually hits the bullseye when yes. she's interrupted. Like she lets go and hits. So just let your mind go and your body self. will follow. And then, but then she faints and everyone freaks out. Yes. But that you know plot point. But um. But the slapstick was given to Simon this time. Yes. He falls on his ass. Oh, right on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Big time scrub. I was totally expecting the entire movie. I'm like, because because in the past movies, they've done the Bella Swan clumsiness thing for Amber. So when they unroll this beautiful 600-year-old treaty, I'm like, oh, she's going to spill something on it, obviously. And that didn't happen. But then later, she almost has afterbirth on it right she almost gives birth on it and on the what's treaty. really funny is that you see richard realize that the the treaty is on the bed and he just suddenly swipes <laughs> it so fast it's like one of the i watched that moment a couple of times because it's pretty <laughs> funny because it almost doesn't look like it was meant to happen like like they should have already removed right. it in the shot and, and it just worked they kept it because it worked better yeah because like i mean i know it's different for every woman but i know like if you're in bed for 30 hours giving birth, like, don't some women, like, poop occasionally while, while birthing? Like, okay. <laughs> this is what I don't get. Okay. So she goes into labor. Uh, clearly, she broke water, but we don't get to see that. Right. Okay. Well, it, there's that, a weird it, thing, actually. I have a theory. Because one of the characters, I think it's Andy, looks at her and looks down as if he's, like, when he's like, are you okay? And he looks down and it looks like, oh, she must have, her water must have broken. And I wonder if initially they were planning on saying, like, her water breaks or, like, cutting to somebody saying that. But that they realize, like, ooh, maybe that's a little bit, like, maybe people would get grossed out by that. Maybe that's a little too much. So we just won't. We'll cut before we say that. Okay. So she, she her water broke, but she never changes her nightgown. <laughs> um, she gives birth on a bed, yep. but they don't change the sheets or the blankets. <laughs> How does that work? When 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 <laughs> she's the, they come into the room, she's completely like in their bed, glowing, oh, yes. baby, like the Her whole nine yards. And yeah. 
No, a little. They put some little bit of sweat on her face. <laughs> that was it. And I'm like, dude, at least pretend like you changed the sheets. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there's our reverse flab stick. We don't even get the birth. They go from. You're right. They didn't give us any fun birthing baby shenanigans. Like, nope. No. No anger, no piss off, no like yeah. I hate you, Richard. Why did right you and like oh queen? I can't take any medication because I need to be be like I need to stay smart right now. Yeah, I mean I guess you could argue that the doctor who gets into a car accident en route and who has to be saved by Richard on because what nobody else works in the palace that can go retrieve her. So Richard yeah, has but, to jump on a horse and and ride down to her. Yeah, but we but you know why they did that? They for first of all, they wanted us to remember that the Frisian that they use for this movie is amazing. Sure. Um cuz it is. It's a beautiful horse. And it then, really is, yeah. And the wolves are back, but we don't actually get to see them this time. We get a cameo voice, wolf voice. Well, good cuz we were really worried that they relocated or shot them or something. That's <laughs> true. This is true. Yeah, so oh, but, you know I will want to say one more thing about the birth, then we can move on. Uh, Queen Mean helps, right? Mm-hmm. And at one point, Mr. Little brings in a bowl of water, or the attaches, one of them brings in a bowl of hot water, which we never see again. But you have to do that because all movies do that. And it's like there, there's no need for the hot water, especially <laughs> since well, she, they didn't even change the sheets at this point. But I rooted on the hot water. I was like, ha-ha, they did bring in hot water. <laughs> so, so you know. If you're if you're one of those people that likes to see like things that repetitively happen yep. in movies, that's one of those that I always look for is the hot water during the birthing scenes. Yeah, no, no, it's I I love those kinds of things. Um, <laughs> the problem is then in life you start expecting them. Uh, <laughs> this is unrelated, but I think you'll appreciate it. About a year ago, I had to go to a it was like a woman's hospital to visit someone. And I get, and so it's like a women's center. So there's a lot of pregnant women there, a lot of, you know, natal stuff. And I get in the elevator and there is a very pregnant woman in there. And the door closes and the lights flicker off. And I look at her and I immediately in my mind say, well, I guess I'm about to deliver a baby. Because if TV has taught me one thing, it's that if you're in an elevator with a pregnant woman, the elevator is going to break and you are going to be delivering a baby. But then the elevator worked and I was kind of disappointed. Oh, well, it, it's not that hard to deliver, baby. You just basically you sit just there and pull, catch. right? Like, yeah. you just... No, no, don't pull. Catch. You just catch. Oh, really? I assume yeah. pull. Okay. Um, the woman does all the work. So it's not like when your cat, like, has tinsel up its butt and you have to, like, pull it out but not pull it out. Um, no, it's nothing like that. Okay. It's, it's, I mean, well, I mean, aside from it being, like, a more beautiful thing and all of that. There's um, nothing beautiful, beautiful about childbirth, just so you know. <laughs> Unless you're uh, Queen Amber. Unless you're Queen Amber, and then you just glow. But, you know. Fascinating. All right, well, number nine is our sage old person. Miss Avril gets the win for this one. She does. She's great. I love her. And she She gets to be great in this one. And she got to give some lines. matter of fact, she gave my favorite line of the whole movie. And I wrote it down. They were talking about, like, uh, what was it? They were saying uh, uh, something about carefree moments. Mm. And they were talking about Ming having even less carefree moments than Miss Avril. And Avril responds, oh, I have a few occasionally. In fact, I had one last Sunday. <laughs> and I'm like, and the way she said it, I was like, she got laid. She totally got laid. Yeah. And then they caught, <laughs> you're like, but, 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 but. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, oh my god! And I would say Queen Ming, even though she's relatively young, yep. also gets the stage old person because she's the one that calms everybody down, especially about the curse. Yes, 
yeah, she's cool. She's collected. She puts everything in perspective. Very true. Um, there is also, I mean, I like he doesn't really. I, feel, I don't feel like he does anything. But there's Rudy, who's supposed to be like warm, friendly dad. And I've one thing I I liked about him, and many things I don't like. I do like the idea that he still can't say Aldovia, that he's still like Elgravia, El- Elfradia, whatever, because that's something like my mom does. Like my mom just, you tell her how to pronounce something and she still can't no matter how many times you tell her. So as a character tick, that's fine. But I hate this actor. I hate, I hate what this actor is doing with that part rather. Well, you know, at least he was stuck in an airport for most of the movie. True. We didn't have to deal with him. Yeah. I kind of wish they would do a thing because remember it was a different actor in the first film. I wish they uh-huh. would just keep recasting him every film just to keep that going. Like he sort of becomes like the Bobby Draper of the franchise. I like how he shows up right after everything's over. Like yes. I'm here. Hey, did like, anything happen? Yay. Did you need any help? Oh, sorry. You don't need it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and then Santa Claus, nothing, right? No. Yeah. No Santa Claus at all. Last time it was during the play. Yep, that, yep, and nothing. they refer to the play um, in the movie, but they don't mention Santa. There's no Santa at no. all. No. Um, so moving on to pub to the bonus round, public domain holiday songs. Oh, my God. So Every funny. single one of them. Everyone. Everyone. Right off the bat, we got Deck the Halls yep. and Nutcracker back yep. to back. Yes. Uh, for the baby. And like blatantly like, oh, we have to play this music for the baby. And it's like, and it's really convenient because it's free. Uh, and we got what? Everything. Jingle yep. Bells, Midnight Clear. We got the King, Merry Christmas, the King of Angels We Have Heard on High. Uh, what, yep. what child is this? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, King Ty and Hark Thy Herald yep. Angels Sing. We actually have a king sing a song in we this do. one that's that's kind of something special that was actually pretty cool yeah. i was like whoa he, and it looked like he was really playing piano too he might have been I'm, I'm telling you like they were I, I, like i always love emily i love alice krieg like these two like made the movie for me they were so pretty to look at too they were very attractive people it also leads me to believe that Queen Ming really is one running the country because King Tai seems kind of like he's like, ah, I'd rather drink and party. Yeah, and I like that they kind of set this up as like thinking like they're going to be very stern conservative, but then like he's really like loose and chill. And then like she is too. Like she just has to not be because there's a little bit of a conservative bent in her country. But yeah, no, yeah. it worked for me. They, they said that Lynn was doing all the heavy lifting. Yes, yes. Um, cloying children. I guess the only kid we gets the baby, right? That doesn't really count. No, and the, the baby's, baby's like cute. Him. The baby, like we see you know, one shot of the baby, and she's cute little baby. So no problem. However, there. usually they're pretty good at making the babies look alike, but clearly there was two different babies. <laughs> oh, I didn't look into The second baby look. was a third larger <laughs> than the first. I did baby. think, like at one point, I'm like, wow, that baby, like that. No, no wonder why that was such a tough uh, delivery because that baby is gigantic. Yeah, no, though the second baby was much larger than the first baby they showed. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure, because I was like, those are not the same baby yeah. at all. Interesting. Uh, ice skating. I don't know. Was there ice skating in this movie? Oh, my God. Was there ice skating in this movie? Yes, there it was. was. And and I would say it gets two bonus points, because it was one of the better scenes in the movie. Yes, agreed. And I, I'm a, I was wondering, I'm like are they going to put the pregnant woman on ice skates? Because I remember when Nancy Kerrigan did that and people got really pissed off. And then last year, um, 
Oh, the Canadian pair skater who I love, whose name I can't think of right now. Uh, she won the bronze with her partner uh, in 2018. Megan um, Duhamel, that's it. She, oh, yeah. She, yeah, she had a baby recently, and, like, she was skating pregnant. I think she was, whether she, like, she, she's not competing anymore, but she was doing, like, some, um, like, you know, performance thing, and she was apparently, like, doing jumps, and people were like, eh, oh, oh, we know you're really good, but it makes us really nervous to watch. I, I want to say for the record, the doctors will tell you that you're not supposed to stop things you normally do when you're and, pregnant and, and if you are exercise. a world-class figure skating then figure skater then figure skating is something you always do so now she shouldn't be training for hours right. on it yeah probably but shouldn't she be should... adding any like triple jumps to her repertoire but yeah but she she skating is completely acceptable mm, and okay. and you know and if you're a jogger in new york there's plenty of nine month joggers out there if you see them yes and they're usually faster than me and it's very embarrassing <laughs> Um, Canadianisms, no, because they do film this in Romania. Is that it? A lot of Englishisms. Yes, certainly. I mean, it, apparently in Aldovia, it doesn't matter what nationality you are. Same with Pangula, for that matter. If you have a British accent, that's enough. Yep. Yeah, so. see, nice mix of people, which is good. Uh, character with a Christmas name. I guess nobody knew here with one, right? Well, they gave a Claire, um, the, the new baby, the second name is, her middle name is Claire. Was that after something? Because what is it? Ellery Claire? Ellery, which is like, which is named after Amber's mom. Who the hell names their kid Ellery? I, I have to be, I always have to be careful because a couple of years ago I made fun of a name and then I met somebody with that name and I felt very bad. Um, uh, I, I might feel bad too that you said it, but I just see people <laughs> going Ellery Celery and driving the kid insane. Well, because I've heard like Ellie, I mean, Ellie is a common name, but it's usually short for like Ellen, I guess, but I guess maybe Ellery is a name, but not, not one I've heard of, but. Oh, I, I, Ellery. I mean, Ellery you know, though, Claire. Queen Ellery is more feels more right than queen amber and of course rudy but he's Ugh, once again worst. we have him in the sidelines luckily keep him there mm. yeah uh christmas tree lighting no but i do think we should give a, a half a point for yep. the game they're playing that pretty little christmas game i thought that was actually christmas pretty game. cool yeah i guess the thing yeah. was it was trivia based but every time you got one right like you got to decorate the tree or you moved your decoration higher on the tree yeah, I think so. Until you could put the star on the top. Yeah, which is a, you... a good variation on a good trivia game. So I like that. Yeah. So uh, that... And there is like a lot of reference of like, oh, every room in this castle has a Christmas tree. And then you start looking, you're like, wow, they weren't lying. Uh, and, and I would expect them to. It helps, too, because then you can hide behind it when you're spying on your boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Consistently yes. spying on your boyfriend, even though they're walking right past you and easily could turn and look. Yes, nobody is good at, at tracking <laughs> in these movies. You know, matter of fact, here's a question: Richard, like, like, distracts the heels so Amber can go and search the room. Why did the eight and a half month pregnant lady be, uh, or you know, why is she the one that's sneaking around and Richard? You know, isn't? I'm gonna give you a very good reason for that. It's because she's a journalist. Oh, who I knows see. where to look. And Richard is a giant slice of cardboard who knows how to stand somewhere and, and you know, and, and not do anything. So I think that's why. And I will say there was actually one scene that's written well in the movie, actually written for real, like a real screenplay, was the scene in that in that room. Because, A, there was really good reincorporation with the uh, with the paint roller later, which is good True. writing. Yes. And then... 
when she's caught, she tells the truth. That's yes. good, right? Yes, which I do appreciate because that can get annoying in movies. Yeah, no, and these movies are so notorious, like you know, to create the big lie, and and you you know, you're not who you say you are. Matter of fact, Amber didn't say who she was in the first course, movie, yeah. right? So, oh, that was something and... I like too. When the queen is like, when they're talking about security of the castle, and the queen's like, "Well, we up security after no offense, you snuck around." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, since you, Amber, yeah. Which, I mean, like, like uh-huh. it's like, yeah, no, you know what? I wouldn't want to live in a castle where I could have been able to sneak around. What, what's yeah, the no. saying? I, I wouldn't want to be a member of a club that would have me as a member, right? Yeah. So. Um, All right. Karaoke. Not no, but well, I guess. But we get a song. We, we got do. a song and a piano. Song. Yeah. So there was That's that. something. Um, inability to act with an empty coffee cup. Was there any coffee cups? I don't think there were because they were indoor. Like they weren't walking around with, there was no reason. There's only one scene where characters aren't at the castle. So that's the only scene where they would even have a coffee cup. And I don't think they have one in that. No, and they were on the ice that almost the entire sequence. Yeah, exactly. So how could they be holding hot chocolate? So, yeah. No, no hot chocolate or anything. Yeah. Going to bed at 3 p.m. or a kind of weird uh, lack of time. Uh, not so much, I don't think. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the sprinkle sound effect, the new one, we get a sprinkle sound effect. This movie opens, and I have my subtitles on when I watch these, and the subtitle is Whimsical Instruments. Is that what it says? That's what it said in this <laughs> one. Now, the one that I dug up um, on iTunes that I play is uh, was called, like, Glitter and Fairy Dust. So I've been calling it Sprinkle Sound Effect. It goes by many names, but it is definitely in this movie. It is the opening sound cue. Well, and you can't have any respectable uh, Christmas movie, but at least one no. of those sound effects, right? At yep. least one. Very much. So you have to. And then the last is the careful balance of red and green. And I think this movie has a has a different tactic on that. First of all, Richard never wears that. She nope. wears blue. Um, there's a lot mm-hmm. of purples there's in this movie. There's so much a purple. A lot. There is, and I think it's yeah. very much, like, purple is typically, what, the color of royalty? And mm-hmm. I think it's deliberate. There, At one point, yep. Mrs. Averill is wearing that, like, totally chic, shiny purple, um, like, what would be, like, a holiday shirt, like, blouse, but it's bright, mm-hmm. bright purple, and it looks great. And when Amber has the baby, she's got this, like, beautiful purple bathrobe, um, so there's a lot of green too, but it's very much like, no, they've just, they made, they had a color palette to this movie. There, yeah. Uh, the only pink and there's some pink in the, the baby shower, but there's not much of the, uh, the only time you get the red green is when they're in the Christmas market. You get a lot of it yeah. there. Yeah. That's it. But that was cool. And, and it was in context. Yep. So what, Absolutely. you know, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, uh, Emily wore some red and green at possibly one point. yeah yeah, but yeah it, it did uh. a different i mean it, it this one i didn't really look at all the credits so i don't know if it had a different costume designer or what but the clothing and the style was sharp in this movie everybody looked great and that was it's again it makes it pretty to watch which is part of the reason why these movies are popular is because you want something nice in the background that's eye-catching but not distracting and i think this fits the bill that way and, and all of them said they wanted to do a fourth. So we'll see what happens on that. Yeah. They, I mean, so. Netflix obviously doesn't release any information 
Um, we know from kind of social media that the last two were very, very popular and well-received. I I don't know on this one. I've, I've been very busy, so I haven't been able to, like, see if it's trending or anything like that. Um, I would be surprised if they don't keep going with them, because why would you not? Uh, well, but I mean, Rose time... McIver now has uh, her schedule cleared. So, you know, she has time. What was what hap- what was she doing that she's not doing anymore? Oh, I zombie, I zombie? Okay. last season. Got yeah, it. Got so it. She's 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 now free agent, if you mm-hmm. would say. You know. So, sure. Go ice skating references. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so what did you think of it overall? Overall, I like I said I enjoyed this more. I I wish uh, these movies are always like I do ironically watch them. It's easier to watch them with my daughter because she'll say stuff that's really hysterical. Sure. Like when um, they tried to uh, when uh, Miss Emily tried to escape the uh, dungeon <laughs> and she's using her crutch and she drops the key and her crutch. My daughter goes, "But there's two crutches." <laughs> She's not wrong. She wasn't wrong at all. So, so I enjoy. I really enjoy more talking about them than actually watching them. I get it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I always love it how you take it for the team every year with these stocking (laughs) stuffers because you know someone's got to do it. Well, I'm starting to wonder. I will say because I feel like this year I've had more hits than misses. To where this is really the third film. That I have genuinely enjoyed. Um, there's been others this year that were like okay, or that were kind of funny, or like like fine, not offensive. But this one was like I enjoyed it a lot more than the la- than certainly Chris- Chris- the other Christmas princes. But I also just found it. I don't know. I I found it um, like bright and bubbly, and it moved better and. There, like, still, like, there were still duds, like, there were still scenes that just fell and, and subplots that fell. But I thought the some of the newer characters were just so um, cool and neat that, like, I looked forward to them being on screen. So, like, I found myself shockingly enjoying this one. And I don't know well, if I'm just being, like, subdued by the avalanche of them and it's finally getting to me that, like... Yes, I love these movies. Make them all year round. I don't know, but no, I... no, you're this one is good. I'll tell you why. It embraces the tropes. It knows it's yeah. outrageous. It knows it's silly, and it doesn't mind being silly. And I yeah. think that's why we enjoy it because they know that this stuff is super, super cheesy. They know it. They completely understand it, and they're not doing it tongue in cheek. They're not winking at the camera because it wouldn't work if they did. Like that one last movie you just review, uh, reviewed, a Christmas, Christmas movie, movie Christmas. Christmas. Yep. They're winking at the camera the entire it's time. So hard that their eyes are popping out. Yeah, no. So and, and so it, it's played straight, and it needs to be. And that, uh, but you're that, right. It, it's but it's fun. It's it, it's an entertaining ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to look at, and it you know and that I'm able to watch it all the way through twice really tells you it's sure. better than some of the others. Yeah, a lot and, of the others. And I mean, Netflix from the beginning has been better on the diversity front, and I appreciate that they're still really doing that and not resting on like, oh, we're in Europe, so everybody's white. Like, no, the other major characters in this movie are of Asian descent mystery asian but still and i just i appreciate that i think like uh yeah it just it came together for me in this one way more well, like, it, 
even I, the extras are diverse. You look yeah. and there's a whole array of people totally. out there, and that's cool. Yeah, like I, I appreciate what they kind of have done with this series. And this one, I forgot to check. Is this directed by the same person or yes, a different it, person? It, yes. It's the last movie. Yes. Um, it's it's the, right. he wrote, he did. He, I think, yeah. And did he write it this time? It was the, the writer, Nate Atkins directed the first movie and wrote all three and John Schultz is directed the last two. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think part of it's the cast clearly gets along and like knows what they're doing. And so their chemistry, like not just romantic, but just chemistry as a cast works well. And yeah, I found like this one didn't, I like, no, it wasn't perfect, but it was like the one for me that was sort of unironic, like, whereas some of the other ones I watched that I really liked, like Naughty or Nice and um, like the last one, which I don't think I've released yet, which is Holly's Holiday, where they were, they were sharper and they were more clever this one isn't really those things. It's genuine, but it just does it a little better to where it's like, it, it's enjoyable for being a sweet holiday movie. You know, if they make another one, we'll, we'll be back here in a year and we'll do it. We'll do it again. Yeah, you know, absolutely. if not, we'll find something else to love. So, you know, it can end here. It can continue. Sure. Uh, I would say that if it closed, if this was the arc that's closed out, that's fine. If we get the Alice and Krieg prequel, that's even better too. Yeah, I'm with Mm -hmm. you. All right. Well, now if people would like to hear more of you, what do they do? Where do they go? I would go to Archivist Bet on Sexy Witches on Blog Talk. Uh, If you want to find us quickly, you can go at the Sexy Witches. I have a Facebook page and a Twitter account. And or if you want to just learn about all the stuff I randomly talk about, a lot of history. uh, Elizabeth Catherine Gray, my personal profile, still has uh, some room, so you're welcome to friend me. And that's where I'll give you all the information how to find me. I also manage several. Facebook groups uh, on science fiction, horror, and uh, uh, films in general. Yeah. And again, I love you on Facebook and your groups on Facebook because you just – you post such a variety of stuff, and it's always interesting, and I do learn a lot just from many a different thing. I forget what you posted the other day that I was like, oh, wow, I never knew that. I clearly don't remember what it was, but it was important at the time. (laughs) So, yeah, I encourage everybody to find you. Um, All right. So I would ask you to bundle up. Um, It is, you know, snowing out there. So make sure your turtleneck is on straight. Going to lower the garbage. You really should thaw out your alligators or your crocodiles. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, let me throw some mutton down for them so that you can kind of run across and get home safe. Uh, Let me get the horse. The horse is hitched all ready for you. So thank you and have a Merry Christmas. Thank and you a happy for new year, and a happy Hanukkah, and a happy Kwanzaa, and a happy everything, and Festivus, and Festivus, and Romania. God, and, and we'll you. see you again next year in Aldovia. Woohoo! How the hell Glory to the newborn King. He sought out and mercy mild, God and sinner reconciled. Joyful in 
Jump! 